Welcome back, folks, to the Growing Lean Podcast. This is your host, Ethan Halfide. I am here with an innovator, Laura Wellington. She's an author. She's a, a founder. She's a mother of five, I believe. Is that correct? It is. Yeah. And most importantly, she's a very interesting mind, and we can't wait to learn more from her. So without further ado, thank you for joining us, Laura. Oh, my God. My pleasure, Ethan. I was glad to be here. Absolutely. So... You know, let's, we've already talked offline, but go ahead and give the audience a little bit of background onto like what got you here, what do you stand for, and, and we'll go from there. Um, what got me here, a long story. <laughs> I, I began as a teacher um, and uh, met and married a, um, a wonderful man named Dean Wellington, um, changed careers at that point. Uh, we built two companies together. Uh, Wellington Consulting and Wellington um, Financial Systems. Um, we developed proprietary software um, that priced down unit priced out unit investment trusts in um, in the banking arena as well as um, Wall Street and all those that group. We became very successful. Um, ended up having five, well four kids. Um, and then, um, at, when I was 35, um, he died mm. and, um, which truly changed my life in many ways. I met, I met for the first time, the person I would become. And, um, uh, and because I saw how short life could be, uh, I became fearless in living. Mm. And, um, and I haven't stopped since. So anything and everything I ever had in my brain to do in my life, I was going to do. And when you live like that, it, it's both, you know, getting there is sad, but it's also being there is freeing because you lose all it, you lose all inhibition, you lose all fear, you know, you'll pick up the phone when most people won't. And, um, and I taught my children, um, four, now five, um, to live that way too. Um, positivity, um, being the legacy of their father um, that he would want them to be and be proud of them to be and going off and finding your life and contributing and making the world a better place where just the, that's what we live by in my family. And that's the creed. So um, as I said to you offline, I've got a number of, surgeon doctors you know um, scientists you know all contributing in their own way um i would go on to um take over the companies uh, fully on my own do a transition you say um, how many how many companies did you take over two oh wow um and then i would launch a third um to house a a, a children's ip called the Wumblers, um, which I, and the idea came to me when I was a, a young girl. I decided to create a children's television series um, out of it. And I learned very quickly that the world holds the seen and the unseen. And if you ask the universe for something, which sounds a little flaky, but it's not, um, we all know it, all right? Um, meaning people who have and major things in their lives. We all know this is how it works. You ask the universe for something, the universe will respond. Absolutely. And um, 
And so I did that multiple times throughout this period of my life. And it did. It always showed up with the person I needed. It always showed up with a, you know, the answer I needed. And so that's what I did with Wumblers. So we became large in the Christian marketplace in the U.S. and then in the international marketplace. And I learned everything that went with, you know, television, broadcasting, licensing, merchandising, PR, all that kind of good stuff. Yeah. By 2011, I was tired. <laughs> um, I was running everything, um, decided to sell everything, move full time to Connecticut. I already had a beach house here. I was going to wanted to move full time with my kids. So I bought a second house. We moved here. Um, my idea was to retire for a bit, began writing, um, wrote three books Um ended up writing for some major news sites like the Huffington Post and um, did some stuff for a Washington Post and um, all freelance, you know, everything. Um, then um, I started, I created a blog called Thread and Bee and that became popular. Um, and then I said, well, what's next for me? Had another child, had gotten married and divorced in the middle of it. Um so raising that child became a priority for me. Um, and so I decided to, to work backwards in a sense, go back into children's television with a few ideas. Um, one of the books that I, I wrote, um, Be Careful What You Wish For, um, started, you know, receiving awards. And also, you know, people, uh, critics were calling it my magnum opus, which is the best thing that someone has, you know, could write. Um and um, then I decided well, as we started moving into that season of um, politics and COVID dividing the country, I decided to make a difference in the way of taking that divide and uniting the country Love it. and helping people come together um, around health and walking and friendship and then conversation. And mm -hmm. so that's what sneaks is is really all about we say it's you know um make, make we make new friends well we help people make new friends and that's as easy as a walk in the park so we combine all that and you know the goal ultimately is people have a really hard time making new friends in this environment but they also have a really hard time making new friends after college and there are transitions that families go through and people go through in their life that demand that you find new friends and it could be whether a loss of a spouse, it could be um, the loss, uh, you know, you get divorced, it could be um, you relocate for a job, it could be you you happen to be in a new town, uh, and my battery saver is off. Forgive me for a second, I gotta go, I gotta transition out of this area, do you mind walking with me? Sure. <laughs> I, gotta, a I gotta plug you in <laughs> before I lose you. Yeah. And... That is what happens. <laughs> that that is a lesson that every entrepreneur can teach you. <laughs> if it's not going as planned, make it go as planned in another way. <laughs> Absolutely. It's probably because we were talking so long offline, you know, we were learning about each other. But I do have another question for you, which kind yeah. of transitions well. Um, as you talked about the challenges and obstacles that you face along the way, how did you overcome those challenges what were like the specific resources that you leaned on to overcome um so it's that's a great question um i 
I'm very, very faith-filled. So I think part of that was just um, my faith in God. Um, so that's one of them like, that always provides me strength. Um, I, I truly believe um, in the power of gratitude too. So um, I always woke up even um, at the most difficult moments. And, and, you know, I looked at what could make me grateful, you know, um, and I think that I also think, believe in the old fashioned um, lesson of if you don't feel it, then um, just put one foot in front of the other, start walking. And, um, and at some point you will feel it because I sometimes it's not emotions lead actions. It's actions need to lead emotions. And, you know, and that is something that I really think is a hidden lesson um, that needs to come out more for someone who's, who's for everyone during, you know, throughout their lives, because sometimes you just don't feel like it. Um, but that doesn't mean that you get an out and, you know, sit in a corner and, and, um, you know, and, and, and feel as if there's nothing worth living for. Um, those moments are some of the most important moments in crafting who you're supposed to become. And so, and sometimes it's really painful to go through them, but you have to pick yourself up. And sometimes that just means and I hate the thing of faking it to making it because I don't see it that way. Like you're not faking it. You're just acting upon it in a good way that will ultimately lead you to where you're supposed to go. Absolutely. I like that. Yeah. You're gradually making it come to fruition. Yeah. Right. And I, I right. Yeah, it, when it comes to like the subconscious belief and the subconscious programming and how you're able to manifest things, would you like to elaborate on that? Because I've, I've recently learned the power of that and I would love to understand what your stance is on that. Well, you know, I think um, manifestation is a really interesting um, action. Um, and I truly do believe it works. Um, I think you have to feel Feel the point of where you want to be ahead of time. Because if you feel it, then you can understand what the feeling will be getting there. And so, um, so in putting yourself into that feeling, your, 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 your surroundings, you yourself, your body, your mind, your, they don't know the difference between actually being there and just feeling like you're there. So when you set out to have a goal, right? If you feel that you've already achieved it, everything in your life will move you towards that goal, right? So you have to feel it to achieve it. And, um, and you have to think it. And, you know, you have to stay committed to something that you want. And then, um, and every day you have to visit it. And, um, and because when you're focused on it, you're, you'll automatically head in that direction and the universe will respond um, to that. Like I said, ask the universe, that's a way of asking. So it's not, you know, oh God, I wish, or, oh my God, I wish, or, you know, 
you have to already assume you have it. And it is, you are, you do have it, it is out there. You just have to assume that now it's in your world, so to speak. Yes. And then it will come, it will come true. Yeah. If you don't do that, you know, it's not just like uh, hoping, you know, and it's, you know, it's, you have it, you just, it's, it's, you're, you're bringing it into your, into your life to show up. And, um, and that goes across the board. So, and it, and, but the reality is too, if it's not meant for you, you're not getting it. It's mm -hmm. gotta be meant for you. So it's gotta be a matching of sorts. All right. And sometimes when we man want to manifest something, just the act of manifesting is an exercise in, in, in where you're supposed to be going. So let's say, you know, I want to manifest, you know, being an Olympic runner. Never going to happen. <laughs> it's not, man, I can't match that. Um, you know, and so, but in just reaching for that, that's a step towards manifesting what it actually is that I'm supposed to do, you know? And so I think you have to have flexibility in that, but I don't think you can ever say, um, I think manifestation truly does work. And um, you have to believe that in order to, to make it work for you. There is, we live on so many different levels at the same time. The matrix has, the matrix has nothing on us. Now you speak my language. We need to break free of the matrix. I, I, I say that all the time, you know, the red pill. But, you know, now actually that I've understood your mindset, I feel like I understand a little bit more about your mindset. Let's go a step deeper into what specific tactics and tools have you used that's been particularly effective in growing your business? We've talked about the mindset and the, the personal growth, but from a professional standpoint, I mean, you're, you know, being an author, that's also a business. But even before then, it sounds like you had business success in at least two other businesses, maybe more. Mm -hmm. I'm sure that you've mm -hmm. carried a certain set of principles across growing several businesses. Would you be comfortable sharing light into how do you do that? Yeah, I think um, one commitment, like diehard commitment, you can't, uh, you can't expect to fail you just the, the expectation you should have in any business developing any business is it's not going to be easy but you're going to have an answer for everything and um and you're going to be you're going to you're going to be loosey-goosey in the sense that you're going to have to come up with you know plug the holes along the way maybe change direction have that flexibility um Outside resources, you know, uh, one of the things I love and, and there are certain people in my life that have been my mentors, you know, like I've always had incredible mentors in my life. Um, when I was learning television, I was just talking about this the other day, such a wonderful, wonderful man, Bill Whaley, who was the first president of Sesame Street. He helped, you know, guide me. Um, and, um, and then also um, there's a gentleman, Bobby Klein who um, was in a completely different business than I, but he had such discipline and understanding of business that um, during the, my roughest moments in turning Wellington around, he he helped keep me up by the words that he, he, he gave me. Um, so having great mentors, um, are those are invaluable, you know. Um, I think you have to be 
it's funny, I was on the beach the other day, I was hearing this woman saying, why can't I be more risk taking? Why can't I, you know? And I think um, you can't be fearful of taking chances. Now you don't wanna take stupid chances, but you wanna, um, you wanna be okay with taking a risk. Look at where I came from though. I had someone, the most important person in my life at the moment die on me. You know, that puts life in a whole different perspective. You're running through life like, you know, a, a very thoughtful kamikaze, right? So taking a risk in a business, especially when you've, you've, you've been successful, um, it's not really a risk. It's just a, a natural progression. So um, you have to look for the clues that life is giving you along the way. Look for those clues. There are always clues around you. Become aware of that. Um, and um, I think be, being innovative is such a gift. Um, look for where innovation is needed and see if you can't fill it. Um, and be passionate because people hear passion. You know, before they hear explanation, they hear passion. And and people love passion. It's contagious and it's it's rare. That's the thing. Everybody wants to make money, right? Everyone wants a certain level of yeah. status and financial achievement. But, you know, what are you giving in return? You know, you have to give ex expertise. You have to give value. You have to give results. But more importantly, when you're forming a connection, like the most human thing is like sharing that excitement for what you do. You know, and, and that and it, yeah, it's so true. I, I'm sorry to stop you, but there's sort of things that I think that people forget. All right, it's great to be a successful entrepreneur, but if your life reflects only that, and um, if you're married or, or 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 dating, and your partner is left out in the cold, and your kids don't know you, and um, and you've lost connection with the most important pieces of being a human being. You failed. Agreed. You failed. And, and I think that too many people truly, truly look at some of these, you know, icons and um, they like, they marvel, they want that life. That life does not come without payment. You have to decide how successful or or how you're going to manage that success where you don't lose everything in the process. And that everything is more important than any dollar sign you can have. It's more important because if I was successful, but my kids failed, then I, I, how can anyone call me a success? I can't call me. I couldn't even look myself in the face. So you have to understand how you're going to handle all of it. And that's why success, best success comes slowly because it gives you that time to do that. Absolutely. And, you know, one thing you said that was really heading down a very valuable path. Um, look for places that need innovation and see how you can fill that gap. Right. How do you yeah. stay, how do you do that? How do you stay up to date with the latest trends and developments in the industry so that you can find places to innovate, kind of like with your your new app? How did you you know walk us through that thought process? Well, um, that came to me. So, okay, so this is a great story. Okay, so um, I used to walk um, regularly 
um, with a friend of mine um, and uh, loved it, had, loved having the conversations we had. Loved, and we just walked at one of the local parks. And then when um, COVID hit, she was very scared about going out and taking these walks, even though we were outdoors, you know, even though, you know, you know, both were trying to be as safe as possible. She was scared. And um, so she had said that she didn't want to walk anymore. And that, you know, and I did. Um, I took a little bit of a different position on it. So I said, well, now what? Here I am in a situation where this is occurring. There are many people like her who are taking that position, but there are many people like me. And and then, it, you know, I, you know, couple that with the fact that I know what it was like to be, um, to lose friends after my husband died because a natural progression after you lose someone is that you like to on a transformation and the friends that fit during that time before may not necessarily fit after. And so I, taking that into account too, I said, well, how do we get people in this situation and, and every other one that leaves you needing friends to, um, to find them? Because there's no really great place to go. So, um, so then I decided, well, what if we created uh, just an app that, you know, helped people find new friends and let's put it in the park setting, you know, have them share like, What's their favorite park to walk at? So that people now understand that if they go here, here's this park, a great park. What's, you know, what type of walkers are they? Do they have, um, do they like to walk in the morning versus the afternoon? Things like that, that sort of in a roundabout way told you more about the person than they realized and matched you up according to that. Do you walk with a dog? If you don't, you know, uh, you know, and will you walk with a dog walk? Someone who loves to walk with their dog, because as crazy as that sounds, some people really don't want to walk with dogs. And, um, but, you know, walk, so being matched with someone who's got a husky, is <laughs> not what they want to do. But it's just a measure. So, so there was a hole that I would never realize was there until this situation, which was, a, you know, you know, uh, certainly a situation that no one expected across this nation, but it offered opportunities. And this was one of them. And so, and, you know, ultimately at the end of the day, though, the, what I'm doing is I'm filling that need for people so that um, they can feel more fulfilled in themselves, happier. And when you get a happy, fulfilled person, they're more apt to, not only to not only to that there's like a trickle down effect where you know happiness is contagious um willing to take a step back and and be less um um caught up in um spread the joy so to speak you know what they're less caught up in the arguing arguing side and and it's people need people and especially now, people need people. And um, I think more than ever, people need to find their fits, you know, the good good people that they're suited with so that they feel like they have a community around them as we all trek through um, 
the next few years, so to speak. Makes sense. Yeah. So I would say my final question, this has been great. I'm curious, you know, what advice would you give to other business owners or not even just business owners in this case, innovators or people that are breaking free of the mold to follow their passions, their, their curiosities, what advice would you give them along the way? <laughs> Don't start drinking. <laughs> Very good advice. Honestly, <laughs> can we elaborate on that? <laughs> Yeah, you're gonna hit some tough moments. <laughs> Healthy coping mechanisms, right? <laughs> <laughs> but um, no, um, I think you just um, stay true to the idea. You know, um, if it's if, if it was placed in you, it was placed in you for a reason. So stay true to it. Realize that every new idea is a baby, and to raise a baby. It's not an overnight endeavor. You have to nourish it and mentor it and and um, and be understanding of it. And so um, you're raising a baby into like a full grown entity. It doesn't come without its, its difficult moments, but it has so many moments of just sheer joy. So look at it like that and just hang in there because you don't. Really, what's your option not to? You're going to quit. You will you ever live with yourself if you quit? So, um, so I think you have to look at it that way. So, just you have to you have to be strong, you know, and determined. It takes a village. That's right. Well, Laura, thank you so much for being on the show. Uh, what's the best way that people can stay up to date on your latest developments? You have a lot of what do you call it? Pots in the fire. How can they stay in touch with you? They can either go to um, ThreadMB, which is um, T-H-R-E-A-D-M-B.com. Um, they can go to my LinkedIn page. Um, they can go to the Western Journal where I write. They can go to Zneek's, the, um, the Zneek's website, which is um, www.zneeksfriendship.com. There's lots of ways. I, you know, they can just use my name, Google me, and they'll find a million different things um, and yeah. ways to contact me. And Sneaks <laughs> is newly available on the Google Play Store, soon to be on the App Store, correct? Yes. Awesome. Yeah. Well, thank you so much, Laura. You're a great guest. <laughs> thank you so much, Ethan. Have a great day. Thank you. <laughs>